Hey, I'm your host, Noah. And I'm your host, Zach. And this is the Fast Informative 15 podcast. This podcast is designed to bring you long-form conversations into bite-sized pieces. If you don't have time to listen to a three-hour podcast, that's okay. You know, that's where we come in. We break down influential and current event podcasts into a 15-minute summary of the most important information that they talked about. Our goal is to spread key info fast, efficiently, and boost up the speakers as well. And we hope you enjoy it. Yeah, so the conversation we're actually going to be covering today is from the Joe Rogan Experience. It's a conversation with Paul Edward Stamets. He's an American mycologist and entrepreneur who sells various mushroom products through his companies. He is an author and advocate of medical fungi and micromediation. So overall, uh, Zach, what did you think about this podcast? Well, side note, I forgot to add is he's also saved all of the bees on the planet. Um, That's right. To add that, yeah. And, and what I thought about the podcast or the conversation is if you've ever seen the movie avatar you know there's this whole idea of everything being interconnected and on that planet and paul brings this up and it's called mycelium and it's basically the entire fungal networks of the entire world how it works together it's really interesting i thought it was cool to kind of get an idea of like oh this is where we come from this is how far back life goes on earth and I think it's a really cool conversation. Just think big. I, I definitely think this one, just like all the other ones, are super important. Obviously, I, I highly recommend if you can listen to the whole thing, do that. We're going to try to cover as best as we can. Um, but it's just super interesting, all the different benefits of mushrooms, the studies he's done. I even got some from his website. I did feel some um, you know, better memory, just kind of better mental well-being. Um, we'll mention the website down at the, uh, the end of the podcast and, uh, promoting that for him, but just a super phenomenal and super interesting podcast. So we're going to break this down as, as best as we can. So to start off with some interesting history about mushrooms, um, some mushrooms have been used to hold fire in them when tribes encountered winter or were traveling long distances. And the reason why is because like the mushrooms would stay lit for like a really long time and they could actually carry it in like a mushroom sack, so to speak. And as they were traveling that way, the fire never went out. Pretty cool. And speaking of which, mushrooms have also been used as fuses to ignite gunpowder. Yep. 23 primates consume mushrooms, including humans. Now, we know that fungi outnumbers plants five to one. Some estimate 10 to one. Right. And there's actually an estimated five million different species of mushrooms on the planet. Now, 30, we know that 30% of soil is already fungal mass, both living and dead. And for every one meter of tree root, there's a whole kilometer of mycelium. So it's like three feet versus 2,200 feet. It's pretty crazy. Mycelium is a root-like structure of a fungus consisting of a mass of multiple branches. Fungal colonies composed of mycelium are found in and on soil and many other substrates. Right. Um, so mycelium is basically just like all the roots of fungus. Um, Stamets calls this mycelium network Earth natural internet. You know, going back to av uh, Avatar, it's kind of like like that. He believes that they're he believes that they're sentient and respond to every footprint we take on the planet. Like for instance, he mentioned if you walk and happen to break wood, the fungi will use this to create more of their own network, which does happen. So it's kind of cool. Now, Stamets stated humans separated from fungi 650 million years ago. We share more common ancestry with fungi than we do any other kingdom. He stated that humans are basically a fungal mass. Under microscope, human cells, fungal cells, and animal cells are very, very similar. Yeah, and so fungus inhale oxygen and exhale carbon dioxide, which is the exact same as humans. 
Now, fungal microbiomes, mycelium networks don't live by themselves. They select bacteria and other microorganisms to live among them, creating a microbiome. These fungal networks are the foundation of the entire food web. Right. And humans have a microbiome too. Stamets mentioned that it's very interesting that many of the diseases that infect fungi also infect humans. Um, our best antibiotics against bacteria come from fungi. So penicillin is, is, the, uh, is the obvious one. Stamets believes that fungi create their own environment. They are essentially the archetypes of their own existence and really our existence too. The largest living organism in the world so far discovered is a, a mycelium mat, which is stretches 2,200 acres long in the Pacific Northwest. It's the equivalent of 665 football fields. And this organism is called a honey mushroom. Um, it actually kills trees, decomposes them, and it's edible as well. Now, in Brazil, they found a fossil of a mushroom that was fully intact that was 1.4 billion years old. Stamen said that we split from fungus 650 million years ago. So these fungal finds indicate that we stem from fungus. The oldest multicellular organism fossil today is that mycelium found in a lava rocks in South Africa. Mushrooms have had their form longer than humans have had theirs by over a billion years. Yeah, that one is crazy. Um, and also speaking of crazy, this next one, we're actually going to play a clip uh, middle of the podcast just because it was so insane. So I want you guys to listen to this about uh, slime mold experiments they did in Japan. There's a slime mold, you know, um, called Physarium uh, polycephalum. And they had a, uh, and this slime mold is very, very good at navigating through mazes and challenges. I mean, first the food wins, you know, the conservation of energy, you know, is rewarded. So, you so don't how do they set this up? They like, they well, put a little bit of it. <laughs> they, they did several experiments. The, the fun, most fun one is they, um, they designed uh, a nutrient, um, uh, basically a nutrient like maize um, replicating um, Tokyo and the Japanese subway system. And uh, so they started with Tokyo and they put uh, oats, which is a nutritional source. They inoculated what is on this basically kind of agri map um, with all the major cities, the nodes around Tokyo. And they then made each of those nodes had a piece of oat on them, which is a source of nutrition. The main uh, oat uh, was where Tokyo was. They inoculated it and then they let the slime mold then grow. And first it grew out randomly, exploratorily, you know, just like you would do if you're a hunter or something, you're hunting on the landscape looking for things. And then after about 28 hours, it reorganized itself in the most efficient way possible and reorganized the Japanese subway system in a more efficient manner than it's designed today. Thus, they, they said, not me, not Paul Stamets, this is a demonstration of cellular intelligence. Whoa. Yeah. So basically, that uh, clip, as he mentioned at the very end, showed that there was cellular intelligence from this slime mold. Um, pretty insane stuff. Yeah. And then to piggyback that, it goes into what the stoned ape hypothesis states. And this hypothesis is monkeys ate psilocybin mushrooms, magic mushrooms. And it's believed that that catapulted their consciousness and eventually led to us. Psilocybin substitutes as serotonin, becomes a better neurotransmitter, also activates neurogenesis, causing new neurons to form new pathways of knowledge. This stoned ape hypothesis speaks to a mystery that the human brain doubled in size in about only 2 million years, which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah.
Um, and then here's another crazy one too. So they did um, a, a survey, like an experiment on 440,000 different prisoners in America, and they were surveyed by the Department of Human Health and Health Services, and this was over a period of 10 years. And they found a pretty amazing correlation with psilocybin mushrooms. So if that prisoner, uh, just one of the prisoners that they surveyed, had just one experience with psilocybin in their life, it reduced an 18% reduction of violent crimes and a 27% reduction in burglary and larceny. And that is compared to the people in the survey who had not taken psilocybin mushrooms at any point during their life. Lion's mane, it is a legal and safe mushroom that also leads to neurogenesis. It can be bought at like any store. Right. So that one we do recommend, like obviously psilocybin, you know, that's up to you, <laughs> but lion's mane's legal. So <laughs> um, there was an experiment done with mice and basically the mouse, the mice had a, a maze and it showed that after injecting a neurotoxin to the mice, the mice forgot the quickest route to the food. And then after giving doses of lion's mane back to the ones who were injected with the neurotoxin, they actually quickly found that fastest route again. Um, and this was kind of proving that there was a lot of memory function, re, uh, uh, regaining memory and cognition using lion's mane, which is pretty cool. Some more neurogenesis. Psilocybin could help with neuropathy, Alzheimer's disease, CTE, depression, and of course, other illnesses. Now, it is believed by Samus that stacking vitamin D3, niacin, and psilocybin would be the most beneficial for some of these diseases. Generations and generations ago, it, is, it was believed that mushrooms were in turn frowned upon, and that's why it kind of looked down upon today still. When the church wanted to really be the only thing between God and us, versus a pathway using such drugs, in quotes. Yet many civilizations all over the world before they were impacted by Christianity have been doing this already for generations and generations and generations. Right. So basically they didn't want like this to be a closer pathway to God. So they were like, don't do mushrooms. We want to control the... They want it to be the close, the closer pathway. It's the like closest the church's connection. closest connection, not... Not mushrooms. Uh, yeah. Or drugs. Um, pretty interesting. Microdosing can be useful for increased cognition. So coders are microdosing in Silicon Valley like crazy. Just so you know, five grams of psilocybin mushrooms, magic mushrooms is a, what's called a hero's journey. One to two grams is like a liftoff. And then microdosing is like around a tenth of a gram daily. It's viewed as more like a tool. You know, it helps with mood, balance, cognition, speed. It's good. Stamets also mentioned it's good to interrupt it. So like five days on, two days off. Going into Stamets and what he claims is his biggest discovery, uh, I kind of agree with him, is this thought of colony collapse disorder. And this is relating back to the bees. It was a threat to the worldwide security uh, that bees were dying off in huge amounts. Uh, back in Oklahoma between 2016 and 2017, they lost 85% of all their bees. He gave many other examples, but just to give you an idea. Now, one bee can actually pollinate a thousand flowers in a day. Equivalently, that's like a thousand almonds being created. Now, 35% of our food entirety is dependent on bees. All of the rest of the 65% is really dependent indirectly by bees. So like hay, dairy, nuts, coffee. Now, a full colony collapse would drastically impact the entire world. Now, that would cause like a food shortage and 80% of where our food's coming from. And it was a threat to lose the bees over a period of 10 years. This was back in 20, like early 2014, 2015 or something like that. Right. So uh, he found that all the wild bees were infected with what's called the Verona mite. It's a parasite that injects viruses into the bees. And what it mainly did to them was uh, give them deformed wings. So now bees live typically 30 days and would pollinate for nine days. And that was the average time of pollination. 
he actually was able to uh, fix this. And the way he was able to fix it was he used what was called a mamadou extract. It's a type of fungi. And it reduced the deformed wing virus by more than a thousand percent in 10 days. And it doubled the bee's lifespan. So it was a total home run. And literally this guy is like responsible for saving the bees, AKA kind of saving us because it would have gotten rid of our food. So pretty insane. And to give you guys an idea, he has other patents. Um, He goes on to talk about these, but some of them, for example, one is he can protect your entire house from termites, ants, and mosquitoes, and it costs a total of 20 cents. So there was a clinical study uh, done in a response to a turkey tail fungi. Um, This is actually the TED talk that Paul Stamets kind of got famous for. Um, and it was about his mom. So his mom was had stage four cancer. She was 84 years old. It was breast cancer. And she was only given a few months to live. Um, and he talked about how they use conventional therapy, um, but plus turkey tail integration to speed up her recovery. Well, now her, his mom is 96 years old um, and you know doing better. So this was basically showing that this is a huge response to immunity. Um, and, and helping with uh, cancers, which is pretty crazy. And then Zach's going to talk about another way that was showing getting rid yes. of cancers. Uh, Stamen stated that mushrooms can dramatically prevent inflammation and sickness in the body and, of course, the health of individuals. Some studies on clusters of villages in Asia, actually, they were ingesting enoki mushrooms. And what they found was these groups of people were showing a 30% less chance of getting any type of cancers. There was a total of 220,000 people just in this survey. And of course, they're using more research now. Again, this was back in 2017. Right. Pretty crazy. So last one, let's get to the big chew. Are you ready for the big chew? Yeah, let's go. So Stamets had a severe stutter until his early 20s. He literally couldn't get out words um, in clear sentences, like a severe stutter. At 22, he consumed about half an ounce of magic mushrooms and he set out on a walk and came across a large tree. He ended up climbing the tree and then a huge storm started. He said that he was on the tallest tree at the tallest hill and then lightning began hitting all around him. He said he experienced incredible hallucinations and feelings of being one with the world. And at one point during his trip, he repeated to himself, stop stuttering now, stop stuttering now. He said he told himself that hundreds of times to himself. Uh, here's a crazy thing. He hasn't stuttered since that day. He does believe that the psilocybin mushrooms opened up a neural pathway to allow him to reprogram his brain to stop stuttering, uh, which is pretty crazy. We do boom. also, yeah, boom. So that's the big chew. So uh, two things that Paul Stamets mentions is his website. So hostdefense.com and fungi.com. You can get a list of his patents, products, and all studies related to the things mentioned that we talked about earlier. Now, I do want to mention that we do have our original link in the podcast in the description. Listen to it if you can, and also all the links for our social media. So don't forget sharing is caring. Right. Now, when you do leave a review, please leave your Instagram tag. That way we can give you a shout out on our later episodes. And of course, recommend any podcast to us that you'd like for us to cover. Also, stick around a little longer if you want to hear some funny reels and bloopers, and we'll see you next time. It's rad, it's bad, and it's totally tubular. Come on down to Skinny Fat Surf Shack. Here, we're going to teach you to get up on a surfboard. If you're not that athletic, 
don't worry about it. We'll take a picture of you so you appear athletic. And then what's awesome is that picture you can do whatever you want with. Put it up on Instagram and then put in the comments that you learned how to surf. But really what you did is you learned how to stand up one time on a surfboard. But guess what? We won't tell nobody. That's right. So you can tell everybody that you're super athletic and you're a surfer when really what you did is you learned one time after 73 tries to stand up on a surfboard. But that's all right because it's skinny fat surf shack. Rad, bad, totally tubular. This is DJ Down Under. Do you know an Australian kiss is? It's like a, it's like a French kiss, but down under. <laughs>